This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beat Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And last week in the main podcast, we discussed Regina's legacy. And this week in Pi Beta Alpha Clubhouse, we're discussing the book that's an episode that is based on that very book. I'm, again, so pleased with our timing. It's pure fluke, but delighted all the same. <laughs> I know. I mean, what is it? What are the odds? <laughs> Uh, and it's a book with a better name and really a more accurate name than Regina's Legacy. It's Photographic Evidence. Much more straightforward, to the point. No tenuous links without even a ghost to show for itself. Ugh. Like, <laughs> a much you know more, our feelings are ghosts. Exactly. Like, don't tease us with hauntings if you're not mm. going to follow through. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just, they they did a really good job of this one. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I think we were happy enough with Secrets and how they how they kind of turned that into a TV episode. But uh, this was just such a streamlined, much better version of the story of Regina's legacy, for sure. With a better climax. Much better. Oh, my God. Like actual payoff, you know, just better storytelling all around, really. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, can you give us the blurb of Verticamas, please? Yes, our unofficial Wikipedia synopsis is as follows for photographic evidence. Uh, Liz takes a photo of three suspicious men on the beach, one of whom turns out to be a witness wanted by police. Jessica herself falls for one of the perpetrators. That could describe the book. Uh, to the point, yes, it is a much snappier blurb. It is. <laughs> the one that was on the book, yes. Well, the episode begins in the Castletail Wakefield, where Liz, wearing a sort of waistcoat top, they do love their waistcoats, mm. is reading the paper. Jessica arrives wearing a baker boy hat and a sort of, I don't know what to, how to describe this dress. It's, it's you know, Jessica, she makes some interesting choices. Yes, her, her baker boy cap. <laughs> it's really set off with the little white scarf she has around her neck. The neckerchief, what it's, the fuck? You know, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of Marlon Brando wild one. Oh, very <laughs> but, generous, very generous but, there. But, oh, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giving a lot of credit here, but... um. You know, that's that's where I went with it, or at least a kind of shit version of. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's rambling on about how she has a dilemma. She's been invited out by both Jeremy and Trevor. Again, a missed opportunity. They could have put Ken Matthews or somebody in there. No, I'm I'm happy that we're, we're not even entertaining <laughs> the fact that Ken Matthews exists in this universe because he is better off in the books. I think oh. he's, 
he's nice and safe in the box. <laughs> they can't, can't ruin be him. Sullied. <laughs> he can't be sullied <laughs> yeah. by being seen with with uh, with other people's eyes. <laughs> well, whoever these Jeremy and Trevor fools are, they both asked her out, and uh, she rambles on about their pros and cons. And Liz is reading the paper and uh, isn't listening at all, and keeps. Um, saying things like, oh my God, and no way. And Jessica thinks she's responding to her, but of course she's responding to the uh, article she's reading. Yes, she's she's reading some article about a woman saving people from a burning building and they're both kind of distracted in their own ways. Yes. So, uh, which leads to Jessica making the most oh terrific God. Uh, smoothie of all time. <laughs> Can you tell us what's in this smoothie? I can. And I mean, the whole thing of it is that she's not really paying attention to what she's doing. And yet, like just... Like she starts by putting in orange juice, which, okay, fine. Then she mm. throws in milk. So that's just immediately going to fucking separate and curdle or something. Um, she then throws in a raw egg, like cracks a raw egg. Throws does, that in on top. Throws in the shell as well. Uh. Um, peels a banana, throws the banana away and throws in the skin. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Jessica, she's so silly. She's not really watching what she's doing. But then like picks up an entire onion, which is for some reason in a fruit basket. I mean, why? <laughs> oranges, lashes that in on top of the rest. And um, blends it all up. And it's kind of like played like a little comedy kind of, <laughs> kind of moment <laughs> that they do every so often. But it's like, this is disgusting. <laughs> it's true. So yes, uh, Liz is realising she would never have the guts to do something heroic in an emergency. And Jess is like, obviously, not because I have an emergency right now and you're not helping (laughs) and Liz decides to just you know tell it like it is says that Trevor has hairy shoulders and Jeremy is a snob there you go so the the solution is not to go out with either of them apparently Jess agrees they're both losers hits the button on her extremely unappetizing smoothie which she then drinks out of the mixer (laughs) it doesn't even pour it into a glass it's like come on lads you can afford a few glasses I know you can (laughs) I mean the the budget's not that low you've got the mixer (laughs) so uh, yeah she drinks out of the blender and says ew as well she might give it that Mm. concoction so we cut to the to Sweet Valley High and Jess suggests a post-school mall trip. But Liz says she's going to the lake to take pics for her photojournalism project. Brilliant. Love it. To the point. She's got a photojournalism project. No unnecessary sudden photography club. Fucking camera from a dead friend. Stupid nope. B-plot. Like, nope. just, <laughs> just photo project. That's she's it. got a class. She needs to take photos. Brilliant. Let's do this. <laughs> so she uh, Jess invites Jessica to join her. Jessica says she has nothing better to do. So why not? And then Winston arrives. And when Jessica realises that Winston is coming too, and he says he'd be happy to tutor her in photography... Jessica says rather meanly, you and Winston at the lake or absolutely nothing to do. You guys go ahead. Oh, she's so mean. Poor Winston. He's so nice. But he's, uh, again, unfazed. He just gives a little wave. Oh, he's just so chill. Just love that. Yeah. (laughs) And then at the lake, Winston holds forth about the art of action photography and then uh, takes photo of what we're told that we don't see it, sadly, is a literal sitting duck. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> it's like they, they had plenty of time to show us all the ducks earlier <laughs> in this series. <laughs> and then jo- Liz jokingly says, let's go, quick draw. And we get a montage. Yes, we are early in with the montage. We've got a little on the nose song that goes like, picture perfect. As they're like, <laughs> very jaunty. <laughs> I love it. I actually genuinely find found this montage kind of charming so I liked the sort of slightly cardigan-y slightly oh. um, 
you know, retro, lots of 60s y. Yes, I was getting very food of fafa from. But, you know, I love that, that the food of fafa genre. It's absolutely a bit of 60s French pop all in. And then <laughs> I once ran a night, a club night called Bonbon devoted to 60s French pop. How cool. There was a lot of food of fafa And because I had, could, had never had a French class at the time, I was basically food of fafa as I sang along. <laughs> I would just be like, food of fafa. Love it. Pomplemousse. Booth. Um, so yeah, there's some food of Fafa vibes, but I am 100% into it as Liz snaps hunks, Winston snaps hot girls, uh, Winston plays paddleball, falls into the sea. Oh, the um, lake. At least oh, we're, not pretending, we're not pretending it's the beach and we actually are on board with it being the lake. They said it's the lake. It just kind of have a beach, so I am kind of confused. I know, we're starting to doubt ourselves now. They do, they do say the lake and <laughs> it is. They do say the lake, but it, it looks is. like the sea. Unlike the last time where it was the other way around, where it was clearly a lake and they can <laughs> probably get a beach. It's the lake. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end, Liz has one picture left on the on a roll of film and she just turns to take a random snap but what should she capture? Why, it's those three suspicious men. Hey! <laughs> so there's these guys bundling a man into a van in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, oh, and just kind of snaps a photo without really thinking. But uh, then just like in the book, an angry bald man starts running towards <gasps> her. Um, so her and Winston are kind of like, oh, wait, he didn't like having his picture taken. And they're kind of like, wait, he does not look happy at all. We should probably get out of here. Yeah. So uh, instead of being uh, rescued by <laughs> Prince Albert, she's got Winston with her instead. So it's like... Yeah. The best character from each medium. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) On board with her, making her getaway. We will uh, take it. We absolutely will. So yeah, they hop into the Jeep and Liz kind of takes forever to get going. It's like, will you come on? Oh my God. Um, But uh, yeah, they they, they peel off in the Jeep. Winston is like standing up and yells back to the guy, we'll send you an eight by (laughs) ten. Because he's gas. I know. I like this. But we see that next to the bald guy, uh, there is a hunk. And he's clearly notices Liz's license plate. Yes, sinister hunk. (laughs) Yes. So we cut to the dark room where Liz says that she knows she's seen that guy before. And uh, she means the guy shoved in the van. Mm. They look at the photo, but it's overexposed because there's there's some glare coming off the, the van. Yes. Um, so you can't see your man's face in it, but uh, they they can't work on it anymore and try and do another print because their time in the dark room is up. We've obviously got to book it in this version of the Sweet Valley universe. Mm-hmm. So they decide they're going to try again tomorrow. Then we cut to the Castell Wakefield. Liz tells Todd what happened and says, you know, isn't that strange? And Todd goes, no, I've chased you. I chased you for years. Oh, Todd. <laughs> I mean, at least not taking her being threatened seriously is the same in book and uh, TV show. It's consistent, yeah, that he's just like dismissive and stupid about it. Yeah. But then they just start kind of going, oh, she's like, oh, I thought I was chasing you. And then they kiss mm. and I just wrote down, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what we're all thinking. Yeah. Um, and while they're kissing, Jess struts down the stairs in her neckerchief and knee socks and <laughs> says, don't you ever come up for air? It's tones of such disdain that I have to salute her. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Team Jessica on this one all the way. Yeah. 
So Liz starts to tell her about the lake, but uh, Jess says she has no desire to hear of Liz's wacky water adventures with Winston. I mean, loving the alliteration there, Jess. She's knocking it out of the park so far. (laughs) Yeah. So she has to go and pick up Princess Fowler. Love that so much. Me too. A princess. Put some respect on her name. I love it. (laughs) Princess of our hearts. Yeah. Well, uh, after Jessica struts off, Liz sees a silver-headed haired man on the telly and tells Todd to turn up the volume. And who could it be? Why, it's Roland Hunter. Uh, so a, sl- a very slight name change there because it was Ron and Rich mm. in uh, in the book, but Hunter remains the same. Yeah. So the news report says how he's a key witness in a Senate drug hearing that's gone missing uh, and foul play is successful. Excuse me. Suspected. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're recording this quite late. Quite a hot day. So forgive us, (laughs) listeners. I'm dehydrated. (laughs) It's like a quarter past ten. Well, uh, they have changed things a bit from the book here. Because obviously in the book, it was like, how could he be kidnapped if he was in, he was on telly testifying? But uh, they're not going with the twin angle. So it's just, he's disappeared. Where is he? He's meant to be testifying this week. Again, much more straightforward. Fully on board with this. Yes. So Liz realizes he's the guy in in her photo, but she can't prove it to Todd because she, uh, because the overexposure. So she rings the police anyway to report what she saw. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, (laughs) Jessica and Lila arrive at the Moon Beach. And who should pull up behind them? Go, sinister hunk. <laughs> At least this time he's not chasing them down the fucking road while they just pull over for him. That's true. This is a much better like chance meeting uh, that he's kind of orchestrated. Yes. <laughs> because, yes, they're pulling up outside the diner. Uh, he pulls up too and Jess kind of spots him in the rearview mirror mm-hmm. getting out of his car. And she's like, oh, Lila, why don't you go ahead and get us some burgers? But Lila's like, um, absolutely not. I see him too. <laughs> <laughs> so Lila kind of beckons him over because, you know, she's a princess. Of course. And uh, also, Lila's kind of dressed like a rich lady going on safari or something. In oh, this, she um, is, yes. In this scene, another classic Lila outfit. Just gotta love it. She's wearing some kind of, it's like a sleeveless khaki top with buttons. It's like mm. a cream sweater, a white and gold <laughs> neckerchief. Just stunning. I love it. Oh, a fashion queen. <laughs> she really is dressed like a minor royal at most times. She is, actually. She? Shit, she's like Princess Anne or something. Yes, yeah, quite the horsey set kind of mm. buzz. Yeah. So yeah, she's draping herself all over the dashboard. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so good. Um, at the hunk. And um, yeah, he apologizes for his friend at the lake. Uh, apparently his friend, his bald friend, is self-conscious about his hair. So he freaked <laughs> at some random girl taking a photo. <laughs> and again, this this is quite similar to the conversation in mm. the book where Jessica just kind of plays along because this is a hot guy um, that has clearly mistaken her for Liz. So she's just like, oh, you know, yeah, that's uh, no problem. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, Lila says uh, when, when Jess kind of starts playing along, Lila's like, but you weren't at the lake and then gets cut off because Jess just kind of gives her a dig. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Jess says the picture came out well. And Chad, who was much more convincing in this than his surly psychopathic mode in the book, says he'd like to see it. Uh, but Jess, of course, says she left it in the dark room. And uh, she hands him a card. Oh, my and- God. Stunning. <laughs> And says, he says, he'll give her a call. And my notes say, hands him a card. What the fuck? <laughs> but I'm not the only one who's surprised. Exactly. Because Ly- Lila's face actually during this is hilarious. Because she's just watching this going, what is happening here? As are we. And, and uh, when he walks away, she's like, you had cards made? Oh, please. <laughs> 
She meets so many hunks wherever she goes. So good. So the next day, Jess starts to tell Liz about the boy asking her out, uh, who supposedly knows Liz, but Todd and Winston have arrived to collect Liz, so she hurries off. And at school, we hear that the police dismissed her when she rang, because apparently, like, so many people are saying, I saw Roland Hunter here, there and everywhere. So they're yeah. not really taking the report seriously. They're just yeah, um, getting flooded with uh, with sightings. Isn't, he's been sighted more often than Elvis, apparently. So it's well, just, uh, <laughs> back in the 90s, you could still make a Elvis sighting reference. There you go. It was it's still current. It doesn't really happen anymore. No, not, you never hear about Elvis anymore. No. <laughs> um, so Winston says, uh, you know, they'll, they'll try and get a better print today. But what happens when they arrive at the dark room? <gasps> it's been broken into and all smashed up. Yep. Just like the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so Win- Jess or Liz is despairing and says they have no proof. But Winston says, not necessarily. Then we get the most absolutely fucking ridiculous technological thing we have had in this series so far. And we might remember the whole hacking incident. <laughs> the delightful please, hacking incident. Please explain, as actually a designer. Yes, <laughs> Please explain what Winston's plan is. Okay, yes. So Winston, <laughs> he's, he's on the case. No need to worry, Liz. He has got this. Okay, so first of all, he's going to use a scanner to get the photo on the computer, which, mm. yes, okay, perfect. Yes, I'm on board. Yes. Let's do this thing. Uh, Todd then uh, thinks this is amazing because he apparently can't even set his VCR clock. Um, yeah, but, uh, but then, uh, yeah, Winston gets the photo up on screen and uh, opens what can only be described as magic <laughs> software. <laughs> Uh, that apparently is going to allow the computer to fill in the missing information. From a scanned analog image. From a scanned analog image that was overexposed. So there's literally just a big white blurry blob in the middle of it. Yes. But this magic software can regain the (laughs) image that is missing and it can't be rushed you can't rush these things it takes a whole day it's gonna take a whole day or else the picture could come out looking like anybody maybe even elmer fudd so (laughs) you need to give the magic software plenty of time to do its magic thing and create an image out of fuck all (laughs) its interface is also hilarious a thing of beauty <laughs> it's kind of all like the 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 way it was in the episode where they were hacking into mr russo's account mm, it's, it. it's not any <laughs> operating system known to humanity oh it sure isn't <laughs> screenshots have been taken <laughs> oh good well maybe it's the same software that nicholas was going to buy in like computer <laughs> wherever it was Maybe it's what his father's microchip plant is built on. <laughs> well, the computer is going to be running during this witchcraft, mm-hmm. which is just physically impossible. Like yep. even if it was a digital image, maybe I mean, still it would be ridiculous. But it's just a scanned picture. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> okay, so they leave that running all day uh-huh, <laughs> yep. that's how it works doing its thing <laughs> and we cut to the Castletail Wakefield and who should ring Jess but Chad ooh uh, yeah it's quite a funny scene actually because oh, she's yeah. in the foreground chatting away Lila's in the background and looks like an old timey bartender she does because Lila again smashing it with the outfits she's wearing like her yellow pinafore which we have seen before yeah. but because of kind of the angle and the fact that she's like pouring them iced tea in the background when she turns around it looks like it's an apron particularly because she's wearing it with like a white shirt and a tie like a kind of a golden green striped oh, yeah, tie yeah, underneath it's it. a 
seventies tie. It's astonishing. It's so funny, and uh, she's got her hair in little pigtails and everything. Like she looks adorable, but oh. um, yeah, it's just it's so funny because when she turns around and kind of hands her the drink, it's very like some old timey bartender in some gin joint somewhere. <laughs> it's <kind of> the vibe. <laughs> It's a vibe we're totally here for, listeners. Really, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, Chad rings and asks Jessica out for a date. And then we cut to Chad. And who could he be with? Oh, it's the angry bald man who yes. uh, quite uh, quite menacingly then says that, uh, you know, after you get the picture, get rid of the girl. <gasps> and he says, consider it done. Oh, it's going down. And Lila has pointed out to Jessica that she doesn't have this picture that he has asked her to bring along on their date. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jessica says when Chad sees her, he won't focus on anything else. That's not true. So, uh, yeah, good luck with that, Jessica. Oh, dear. <laughs> so we cut to Jessica rifling through Liz's stuff looking for the picture. And she's not as bad as she is in the book where she literally flings everything out of all the drawers and shelves. and True. It was a proper ransacking in the book, but it's much more sedate and reasonable here that she's literally just kind of having a little look around mm. and it's all grand, but she can't find it, obviously. Yes. So Liz arrives and is like, what are you doing? And Jessica says she wanted to borrow Liz's thesaurus. Todd understandably says, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, so Jessica asks Liz how her photos are coming along and Liz says, oh, they're at school. And uh, a beep, we hear a car beep, which means Chad is here. And uh, Liz says, new guy. And Jessica says that she knows Liz has no time for her petty boy problems. So she <gasps> doesn't give her any details. We cut to the moon beach where Chad asks Liz uh, or asks Jessica how long she's been into photography and she says it seems like yesterday ha 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 <laughs> how delightful <laughs> uh, but meanwhile Winston is ringing Liz we cut back and forth between yes. these these two sort of things so Winston rings Liz and has good news yes the magic software has worked <laughs> yeah, it's printing out a perfect copy of the photograph just everything as it should be Faces <laughs> magicked out of thin air. It's amazing. <laughs> I think even at the time I knew this wasn't possible. So. <laughs> Back at the moon beach, Chad asks her about asks Jessica about the the photos, and she says, "Oh, I left in the dark room." And like the book, he says, "No, you didn't." I already checked. Yeah. And like then the kind of menacing music kicks in and he kind of, mm. again, gets a bit frowny. And he he actually says, I'm not playing games here, Jessica, which again, very similar to the book. Like yeah. delighted by how on the nose it is in and certain he, spots. It's he great. grabs her arm as well. Yeah. Oh, he also like, um, he's got a gun. I think he can hear a gun under the table. Oh, he has. Yeah. Because he's, Jessica he's... sees Enid and Manny come in and calls them over to join them. You know, obviously thinking, like this is an excuse to get rid of Chad or Chad won't do anything when they're yeah. there but that's when Chad when they're on their way over Chad points a gun at her under the table <gasps> and uh, when Manny and Enid come over Jessica says she's so glad to see them and Enid reacts as one would expect <laughs> she's like what? what? <laughs> really? it's like clearly something is up here because Enid's like this is very strange <laughs> but um, Chad tries to get rid of uh, Manny and Enid he's like oh you know Jessica and I have a few things to discuss before we go you don't mind mm. do you and Enid hilariously just like drops into the seat yeah. beside Chad and she's like oh I can wait 
Because <laughs> she's fucking gas. I know, um, we love and her. Then, and then kind of reads his expression and is like, oh, I, I can wait over there. Yeah. <laughs> so she and Maddie, yeah, both go to the other side of the of the MB and uh, Jessica confesses the truth and he's like, oh yeah, you're twin sister. Yeah, right. How dumb do you think I am? And Jessica says she searched her sister's room um, and, you know, she can't find it. And uh, he's like, well, we'll have to go and find it somewhere else. Mm. And as he bundles her out, who should come in? Oh, it's Lila. <laughs> in her trademark beret. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so she sees the two of them and she's like, Chad, what a pleasant surprise. She's like, where are we going? And like, <laughs> arm out as if she's coming too. Oh, I love it. Love her so much. And he's like, uh, we're not going anywhere. He's like, uh, you know, me and Jessica are going to the movies and kind of, again, tries to bundle her out, but Jessica manages to get out. Uh, oh yeah, we're just going to stop by the school first. Mm. Um, and is kind of like horsed out of there basically. And it's clear that she's, quite uncomfortable but no one yes. seems to really pick up on that no because Lila's just like oh don't be so rude yeah <laughs> but obviously as Jessica said they'll drop off at school uh, they're, they're going to drop off at school there's a clue so outside he bundles Jessica into a car they drive away as Winston comes up looks after them for a second obviously recognising your man but then just goes oh nah yeah and uh, Liz and Todd arrive Winston shows them the enhanced fic <laughs> <laughs> And I quite like the following exchange. It is great. Um, Yeah, Todd is like, you're brilliant, Eggman. And um, Winston's like, elementary, my dear Wilkins. (laughs) I love it. So good. (laughs) But then Manny and and Enid approach them and ask uh, Liz, what's up with Jessica's new guy? And Enid says, he reminds her of Satan. (laughs) Very extreme reaction there too. (laughs) She did turn him down. Or he did sort of turn her down. Yes. She tried to snuggle up. Very rudely. So yeah, she she wasn't done for that. But um, yeah, uh, Liz says that she doesn't know anything about the new guy. But then Manny looks at the picture and he's like, but he's in this photograph. Yeah, why do you have a photo? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Lila kind of swans over at that point And she's like, oh, this must be the photo that Chad was looking for. And, you know, going on about all the time. So they eventually, between them all sort of put together that Chad is the guy that Jessica's out with yeah. right now, who's the guy in the photo, which means she's in some danger. <gasps> At the school, angry Jessica, and I kind of like that she's all angry about it, rather than in the book where she was probably more like most of us would be, she was just like crying. Crying, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but she's just like, oh, I can't open it with a new point that gun at me. And yeah. then, <laughs> Chad is like, out of my way. And he starts kicking it. Kicks it open. I love it that we are following through with the kicking <laughs> machine that is Chad and his feet of fury. <laughs> Feet of flames. Yeah. <laughs> Look at them fly. Uh, so yeah, he starts searching through the locker, and he can't. When he can't find it, he grabs Jessica and threatens her. Um, and uh, round the corner, who should be approaching? Fucking everybody. It's <laughs> it's the whole gang, pretty much. Uh, they're all like creeping down the hallway, very Scooby Doo. Um, oh. Lila's on her big giant mobile phone, going, "Is there another number for nine one one? This one's busy." <laughs> and like, oh, it's ringing, and she's kind of like narrating everything as she's doing it. Uh, so everyone's trying to shush her, but she actually gets on the line eventually mm. uh, to the cops and explains where they are. And uh, yeah, so they. Uh, they managed to call the cops anyway and realize that this, it's going to be a little while before they get there and they mm. need to do something right away. Yes. And they hear Chad say to Jessica to give him the photo or her cheerleading days are over. Uh-oh. And then Lila says, she's out of here. And they're and Liz is like, what the fuck? And, Je- and Lila says, Jessica's my best friend, but I have no intention of dying in school. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just can't be mad at her. I love her. I know. <laughs> She's not gone forever, listeners. Mm. So Liz tells the gang that, uh, look, he just wants the photo. That'll um, So they come up with a scheme. Jesus. <laughs> Can you tell us what the scheme is? So Liz, like she grabs this massive globe. It, like, it looks like a balloon. So I don't know what kind of. It doesn't look heavy this at is all. Going to do. She hands this globe to Todd and she's like, yes. look, hit him with this when he comes around the corner. And she kind of drags Winston around with her into view. Um, and this is very funny because she's like, hey, jerk, is this what you're looking for? And like holds up the photograph. And Winston's there beside her, like, um, I don't know if that's quite the tone you want to take. <laughs> Neither do I. No, because she's coming in so aggro. And Winston's just like, mm, I'm not sure about this. I never actually said I'd go along with this plan. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, yeah, Chad pulls his gun uh, or like grabs Jessica and kind of puts the gun to her head. And he's like, um, give me the photo. But uh, yeah, Liz is like, well, you know, this is what you want. So come and get it. And he's like, well, I've got what you want over here. And Winston's like, well, that worked. Can I go home now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just not a bit happy with any of this. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, they, uh, they, they, there's, it's sort of chaos, really. A bit, yeah. Like she, she has to hand over the photograph while he's still kind of coming out of there with Jessica, I think. But then, like the globe bounces around the corner, <laughs> and you can hear someone going, "Nice going, Enid." <laughs> I wanted to see what was happening, so it, everyone kind of gets caught. So they all end up having to come around into view, yeah. and he's like just waving his gun at everybody and yeah. uh, gets the keys to Todd's BMW again. BMW, like it is in the book. Oh, true. And After the, Rich Todd, that's Rich Todd has the BMW. That's true, actually. Yeah, mm. this is yeah. It's like a post Vermont Todd is the rich guy with the the BMW. Yeah. He's a crap car before then, yeah. but yeah. Apparently the negatives for this photo are in mm. Todd's car as well. So Chad, uh, he takes the keys and Jessica and heads off around the corner thinking maybe he's going to get away with this. Yeah, he says he's going to take care of her. And then if he tells the others if they follow, he's going to take care of all their phony little friends. Mm. Then <laughs> the greatest moment of the episode arrives. Oh, so good. Somebody <laughs> roars! <laughs> Hits him with a fire extinguisher and says, nobody calls me phony. Oh and that's God. somebody. <laughs> Who could it be? I mean, it could only be Lila. Hooray! I actually cheered. Oh my God, same. Like the arms flew up in the air. I was so delighted. <laughs> like my notes just said, suddenly, Lila. <laughs> yeah, absolutely clocks him with a fire extinguisher and uh, he's out cold on the ground. <laughs> it's amazing. And she literally goes, Rawr! <laughs> Fantastic. It's amazing. And at last the fucking cops turn up as Lila and Jess embrace and Winston says to Lila, he thought that she'd gone home, she'd left. And she says, what was I going to do? Walk home? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. So good. <laughs> so Liz apologises for not listening to Jessica and uh, which she has no reason to do. And, yeah, there's uh, no, like, no, that's, mm. there's never really a good reason to listen to her. She's always waffling on about some shite. Like, you can't, <laughs> yeah. can't keep track of all of it in case she's exactly. kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, we cut to the moon beach where Winston is reading out a news report on their heroic deeds. Apparently, Mr. Hunter has been found. He went to DC and he's going to testify today. And uh, Winston says, we're heroes. And Lila does a big, <laughs> and I love this. That's so good. Everyone all together kind of chime like this isn't the first time they've had yeah. to do this. Especially you, Lila. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she looks very pleased with herself, and rightly so. And she's wearing an excellent red Breton tee. Oh, she looks so fucking cute here. I love this. Um, yeah, it's this lovely like red and white striped t-shirt. There's a heart on it, and she's wearing it's like it's like a black skirt with braces. So it's yes, it's kind of all the one piece. It's really good. She looks so cute. It's kind of French looking or something as well. Ooh la la, it is. Yeah, so good. But also, her and Winston sitting together here, I was just Mm -hmm. like. I love yeah. this. They look so cute. And I took a whole bunch of screenshots because I was like, look at this Excellent. perfect couple. That's our, fa- <laughs> that's our fanfic. We ship them. We've decided they've been just secretly banging this whole way through. Oh, damn. The only people who are worthy of each other in this whole school. <laughs> well, uh, Jessica says if there's anything she could do for everybody because they saved her life. Uh, Winston raises his hand and she says, not a chance. <laughs> Seriously, Winston is hotter than any of the men you've gone out with oh he's so cute oh my god your bargain bid John Stamos in this or Stamos in this episode this oh guy, Chad doesn't he Chad. have sort of Uncle Jesse he, from Full House vibes no he does and this guy I looked him up because at the end he's listed as Frank Tateo mm-hmm. but it's Frank Grillo who's like he's a proper like action star guy <gasps> he's been in like The Purge and he's in the fucking MCU he's what he's a Marvel character <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, he's been in a bunch of the Captain America ones and um, uh, some of the Avengers ones as well. He's like Brock something or other. He's like Crossbones is his character. He's like a bad guy that works for Hydra, and he's like a proper fucking famous action movie guy. Like he's been in loads of stuff and Prison Break and everything. Yeah, good for um, him. I know. I was so glad because I kind of looked him up, Frank Tateo, and there was literally one credit for Frank Tateo, which is Sweet Valley High. And I was like, oh, that is often the way with people who turn up in this. But then kind of Frank Grillo came up too. And I was like, wait a second, this is the same guy. (laughs) Maybe I wonder it was like, it's it's strange that none of them, neither surname seems particularly like one screams showbiz over the other. Not particularly, but yeah, like it's literally his one credit under mm. Tateo is Sweet Valley High. And then when you look him up like on IMDb on, as Frank Grillo, there isn't a single mention of Sweet Valley High. It's oh, like well, it's just been wiped purged, on his record. Purged, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, he, um, that's, uh, this is, Winston has been turned down um, because Jess has no standards. Mm. And Lila says she hopes Jess has learned not to hit on every guy who comes her way. Before rather judgmentally, then she herself spies a hunk and struts towards him. It's very funny though. It's like the door is open to the moon beach, and it's like I just I just wrote down double denim hunk walks in. <laughs> <laughs> and straight away is like, excuse me, to the group, and just heads off to him immediately. It's so good. <laughs> it is, and uh, it there's just one thing uh, upsetting Liz now. Yes, she still has to pass her project because, of course, all this came about because of her photojournalism mm. uh, project that she was doing. And all her photos are gone because, you know, the cops took them or else they got wrecked in the dark room. So she doesn't have anything to show for all her photography skills. But then Winston comes to the rescue and says he has her A right here because it turns out her photograph is on the cover of the paper. Hooray! That was not the Sweet Valley News. No, it's like Metropolitan something or other. It's yeah. like, come on, lads. <laughs> I mean, Sweet Valley News is canon. It's right there. Well, Everybody cheers. Jessica and Liz beam with happiness. And that's the end of photographic evidence. That was, it was so good. I was well impressed, I have to oh. say, with how how well they, how how much better they told that story, to be honest. So much better. And, and there was uh, no bullshit. It was a streamlined, straightforward version of the story that made sense and had no kind of annoying 
tacked on stupid bits. It was good. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's 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 just all yeah all killer no filler yes <laughs> so it's quite late in, in the evening and I've clearly forgotten how to speak so we're we're both just melting at the minute into our laptops <laughs> so hot sorry Americans it's absolutely not hot by your standards or Australians but by our standards it is super hot yes. Um, well, Pi Beta Alpha le- members, you know how much we love and appreciate every single one of you that you are, of course, the wind beneath our wings. And you can contact us at Twitter at SVH Podcast. Uh, yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram as well at SVH Podcast. And uh, yeah, you guys continue to be tremendous crack in the comments and we love it. Oh my God. Lisa Toon sent us some amazing screen grabs on Twitter in which she pointed out and as other people did agree with her that when we thought Enid was all distracted and pouring coffee on her chips, she was pouring maple syrup. Yeah, which... You know, actually sounds kind of good. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a sweet and salty person. So, oh, really? Oh, I fully am. Yeah, no, mm, I'd be on board. No, for that. no, no. Le- Lisa <laughs> says the chips are in no way ruined. They are, Lisa. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we will agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lisa sent us some loads of amazing screenshots, uh, pointing out that Jessica, in her share from Clueless uh, garb, also had major Heather Chandler vibes. Yes, loved that. And absolutely on the money with it oh, too. Oh, like that red blazer. All she needs yeah. is the scrunchie. Um, <laughs> Croquet stick. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, check out, uh, we, we will, we should retweet some of Lisa's mm. uh, screen grabs because they are absolutely fantastic and really have to be seen to be believed. Um so, uh, yes, we, we appreciate your noble work, Lisa. Thank you so much. Um, and we also got a, a little education about the name of the radio station. Yeah, because we were slightly puzzled by it being uh, KSVH and obviously, you know, figures the SVH part. But mm-hmm. uh, the K was kind of throwing us slightly. And yeah, it turns out this is a thing in America. It's mm. um Yes, thank you to everybody who explained it to us because we hadn't a clue. But uh, yeah, so radio stations begin with a K when they're west of the Mississippi and begin with a W when they're to the east of it. So it's actually like a regional kind of radio standard. Yeah, uh, was news to me. Yeah, Yeah, not a clue. (laughs) Uh, Libby Grant gave us some very interesting information about the ridiculous uh, freak out that the Sweet Valians were having over Enid having smoked a single spliff like a year (laughs) earlier. And said, speaking of SVH squares, in your most recent ep of the PBA, you were wondering why all the teens were freaking out about a single smoked joint. I have an actual answer for you. From 1991 to 96 in the USA, we had this thing called the Children's Television Act. It required all TV shows made for children to include some percentage of educational content. One of the easiest ways for comedies like SVH and Saved by the Bell to remain in compliance with this regulation was to drop an occasional episode that was in line with the war on drugs created in the 70s and the Reagan era, 1980s, political emphasis on drug education for children, which, by the way, was later shown to be 100% useless for preventing <laughs> drug use later in life. I, I remember when different strokes had Nancy fucking Reagan on doing a Just Say No episode. It was painful. Um, 
So Libby continues, that's why basically every uh, why basically every American kids show from the early through mid 90s features at least one very ridiculous drugs are bad episode that overblows the risks associated with certain drugs, usually pot or dope, as we called it back then. We did call it that too, here, too. Um, and Libby says so because they didn't hit that minimum um, percentage of educational requirement, the Federal Communications Bureau would kick them off the air. Like. Honestly, this was all news to me and it explains so much. Like, so much. Every like very special episode of literally everything is now like, okay, I see what happened here. You had to do this. I mean, it does explain the whole Jesse doing speed and going, I'm so, oh, was it caffeine pills? I'm so caffeine excited. I'm, I'm so scared. <laughs> Oh God, yes. And like California dreams. I think like Jake's uncle tried to get him to drink booze and it was a whole <laughs> fucking massive deal. And it was like, come on, let's chill out. Oh, well, I mean, thank you so much for sharing that with us because we had absolutely no idea. And it makes a lot of things make sense in retrospect. Oh my God, like so much actual context. Who knew? But yeah, I, you know, we keep learning as we mm. do this podcast. So thank you for um, educating us, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Murphy um, also enjoyed the episode and said I really want a Sweet Valley Night series that explores, explores Edith's party girl past while hopped up on Benny's don't we all same absolutely <laughs> yeah plenty of people uh, saying that they did not uh, lust after Steven Tyler in the 90s yeah. I mean, very understandable. Yeah, Katie Longstreth uh, said that, uh, oh yeah, that it was supposed to be bad, but really that flashback of Enid partying, not the drunk driving part, however, uh, just made her seem way cooler than any of the dweebs at SVH, which, very true. Very true. uh, And as an actual high school student in 1994, I can say for certain that none of us were lusting after Stephen Tyler, which is kind of a relief to hear. Uh, news from Nihon actually interestingly said that in Japan, companies and schools warn you to never, ever reveal to anyone that we have ever smoked a joint or done any kind of drugs. Uh, basically, they say our colleague students would lose all respect for us if they knew. So I think my uni students would relate to this episode. Uh, though, actually, she did oh. say as a 90s teenager, I er, also might have had a crush on Steven Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> oh now come on think about those scarves he was waving around no 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 well look you know it takes all sorts well, true <laughs> uh well who do you fancy listeners do you fancy old bald pal of a kidnapper <laughs> pal of chad chad the sinister hunk <laughs> or do you fancy chad the sinister hunk i mean mm. He's a, he's a good looking dude in fairness he has aged very well it, oh has he okay yeah. I'll do a little google there um, <laughs> let us know what you think listeners we love you Pi Beta Alpha members and uh, we we always enjoy hearing from you and we very much appreciate you supporting the show yes. um, so we will see you next week for what will doubtless be a pretty grim episode um, where Robin Wilson is the perfect girl but we will see you Back here in the Pi Beta Alpha Clubhouse. I'm very excited about this. Oh my God, me too. I've just seen what the next one is. <laughs> when Jessica joins Bruce Patman's Daredevil Club X. Yay! <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. 
Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.